0: Sorry, Charmin, your stock's about to go down, because all I'm going to be wiping my ass with from front to back is metal rivets and rough denim just to teach
1: Carhartt a lesson. That you can't see, because you can find it home, just that you don't want to, you cope by putting the blindness on. I've been trying to find some kind of way, but I've kind of known that y'all would rather whine and less to nonsense, because your mind is gone. I can't save every person in politics and it's bringing the worst out the very earth. And every perk of living on this turf is being chipped at and nerfed, but
2: I can't sit back and lurk. I've got to hit back. I'm certain it's my purpose. And it's a beautiful thing, too. What's up, everybody? Welcome back to The Underground. This is episode 64, and once again, I am joined by Joseph.
3: Wild West, Pimp Style.
2: Himself.
4: Nation. And don't you ever forget it. Yes. Don't ever forget it. Don't
2: ever forget.
4: That emphasis he's,
3: wild west Pimp style
4: emphasis on the style <laughs> on the style <laughs> oh man how are you doing dude
2: <laughs> oh not bad uh man uh lots going on um we'll probably end up talking about that in the the Thursday episode more yes. i'm sure just cuz it has more to do with with that than anything else but yeah life's not bad man i mean like you know our our numbers are going up as usual which is good it's slow and steady um, not too much hate, which is always nice. You know, just some of it here and there. Uh, we had that video blow up on TikTok, so yeah, which was yeah. kind of incredible. Um, oh yeah, yeah. Well, it's some. I I was gonna tell you before we started recording, but since I didn't get the chance, we can we'll just let everybody know. So we put it. I put it. We have a TikTok account because I figured why not? We gotta,
4: like, we gotta reach them. Uh, which generation is it? Z X dude, Y there are X
2: Y X X. At <laughs> this point, I'm pretty sure everybody's on there. Um. Yeah. And, you know, our videos, they're different than what you would, I guess, normally get on TikTok because it's it's us talking on the show. It's like clips from the show and like stuff that I thought was kind of interesting that worked in like a smaller package. Mm -hmm. And I put one up uh, on Hawk uh, last week and it did really well on Instagram. Uh, It's doing pretty well on YouTube for YouTube. Right. And it got like 25K views on TikTok. Nice. Uh, it's got nearly 3,000 likes, I think. It's somewhere close to that. Um, yeah, it's weird. I swear TikTok is like uh, the ADHD kid.
4: Yeah, it really just depends on what mood the CCP is in on it's, that day. It's
2: very weird. I mean, this is the same account that I got uh, a video taken down for bullying. <laughs> <laughs>
4: Well, I mean, you do always bully me.
2: You know, it, well, I thought it was funny, and TikTok's like, "No, uh, we're taking this video down." I, I don't down. even know what they
4: were talking about. I was trying to sit there and find how you were bullying with the video. Yeah,
2: I, I mean, I was make it was a statement on what she said, not her. Like that. Yes. Somehow that's bullying. But you know, if you ask Star Wars fans, then I was definitely bullying her because uh, they think I'm bullying <laughs> them too. Uh, let me be clear: Star Wars stands, or simps or whatever you want to call them. Uh, it has a lot m- more to do with that than it does people who just like Star Wars, uh, yes. who are willing to have an actual conversation with you. But right. well, we, we might get that in the uh, the episode for Thursday. Uh, how are you? How's how are things?
4: Man, I feel like I can say like going forward, we're going to be I know January's been um, hit and miss with, you know, we haven't been able to. Do a full podcast because I've been out, you know, vacation, Rona, then had some personal things going on in my life, and so uh, going forward should, um, gosh, man, unless something else personal happens, should be consistent. Yeah, good, good, good.
2: <laughs> yeah, I'm, ex- I'm excited about it. Hey, but listen, it's January. It's, it's generally yep. a slow month, and uh, we still were getting plenty of content out. It just the, the core of the podcast wasn't. Um, yes as consistent but that is not going to be a normal thing for us so no it's not nobody has to worry because
4: i don't know if y'all know this but me and david love and enjoy doing the podcast that's why we started it and i've been man it's just you know how people uh it was the same way like basketball was for me um which you know you go the podcast is for me now like you go and you kind of escape yeah you know everything else you know, does it matter? So to say, mm-hmm. you're kind of blocked from it. That's what the podcast is for me. Yeah, and so I've been looking forward to it.
3: Yeah, man.
4: All right.
2: Well, let's just go ahead and jump into it. Let's um, do it. So last week, The Witcher
4: did it. So can we?
2: <laughs> last week, uh, Biden was headed out to Pennsylvania. Uh, to oh, excuse, yeah, Pittsburgh. Yeah, you're right. I'm I'm correct. I think it was close. I know. To I know states. <laughs> I know what I'm talking. <laughs> Uh, Yeah, Um, he was headed out to Pittsburgh to talk about an infrastructure bill that was coming through uh, that had gotten passed last year, and uh, he was going to Pennsylvania to discuss it, and this happened.
5: A snow-covered bridge in Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania is now in ruins. That's after its sudden 7 a.m. collapse nearly spelled tragedy for bus passengers traveling over it. I
6: see uh, a bridge that has collapsed uh, and has severed the, the,
1: the roadway, uh, which is a major artery into the Squirrel Hill Net uh, neighborhood, uh, into, into Oakland and, and, and downtown Pittsburgh. I've
0: driven across this bridge thousands of times, and uh, it's, it's, it's surreal. It, it, the entire span of the bridge has collapsed uh, into the park and into the walking trail
5: below. The bridge spans Forbes Avenue over Frick Park in the Point Breeze neighborhood. The accident prompted rescuers to repel nearly 150 feet, while others formed a human chain to help rescue bus riders. Officials say 10 were injured, but Pittsburgh Mayor Ed Ganey reported fortunately no one was killed. A county executive told reporters at the Post-Gazette the bridge collapse caused a significant natural gas leak, though crews from a local gas company were able to seal it.
0: Thankfully, the schools
6: were on a two-hour delay for weather, so the traffic was less than it would have been normally uh, on a normal day. But it's interesting. Uh, I, it's it's surreal to see
2: this
0: bridge. It's 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 uh, 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 I, I, I'm speechless standing here. i I'm, uh, and it's, it completely collapsed and fell about
4: 60 feet
0: down into uh, to Frick Park here
5: the accident struck just hours before a scheduled visit from president biden slated to speak about his one trillion dollar infrastructure deal the plan passed in congress last year press secretary jen Saki wrote on twitter that biden was informed of the collapse and would go ahead with his trip to pittsburgh as planned she noted biden was grateful to the first responders who rushed to assist and would stay in touch with officials about additional assistance the cause of the collapse is currently under investigation City officials said the bridge was inspected in September 2021.
4: That's interesting.
2: Yeah, I mean, depending on who you ask, right? Like, you know, the uh, the republic the Republicans all go, "Oh, that it's really bad timing for for him to be talking about how great this infrastructure bill is," and the infrastructure in Pittsburgh literally starts falling apart. <laughs> yeah, but
4: right. But
2: on the other hand if we're not being conspiratorial about a random bridge collapsing in the city that Biden's going to, to talk about infrastructure, it could be considered good timing
4: for him, for
2: him. Yeah. Uh, and that's just kind of the, the double, the double side of it. Uh, yeah.
4: Cause I wonder like if it, if it was just went through inspections in September, 2021 and it passed, what happened between then and now, right? You know, what three days ago? Yeah. Um, in order to to lead to that to collapse, I mean, that's very, that's very interesting.
2: I would say more than likely it was negligence on the part of it being allowed to pass. Yeah. I obviously, I I'm not. I you know what? I I'll ask a buddy of mine who's in construction. I'm I'm curious what he might have to say about it. Um, it's that's in my mind, negligence seems like the thing, right?
4: The logical answer, yeah. yeah. So I had thought about that, too.
2: Yeah, we've gone through uh, Rona. The workforce is depleted. Things still have to get done, right, in government. Because mm-hmm. that's what it is, is public public roads right. and public bridges, so they're the ones that are in charge of this.
4: Hey, David, if we didn't have the government doing it, who would maintain it for us?
2: <laughs> who would build the roads? Oh, man. <laughs>
4: Yeah, no, and then the other thing that caught my eye just because of what I work in was that there was a gas leak, and so I couldn't tell from the pictures. Um, do you, so was this bridge? I'm assuming it was over water.
2: Uh, it was kind of hard to tell. It, it was def, it was over something like a, a yeah. big gap. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, it, it wasn't just like uh, it didn't look like a train because like where I grew yeah. up, a lot of the bridges that we had were because of trains.
4: Yeah. No. Um, I've seen that too. That's why I was wondering because I was curious as to, um, you know, they say gas leak and pipeline. So I'm assuming a pipeline for gas. It's Pittsburgh gets cold. They have now. Na- I'm sure they have natural gas to heat houses, you know, residential, commercial, industrial places. Right. Yeah. But like either way, even if you have a, a body of water, you typically bore underneath it to the other side right like mm-hmm. way underneath it um and so i'm curious as to even if it was a railroad track or whatever you know that's typical of what you do how did a gas leak happen that's strange uh, who knows yeah it, that it could just have caught been my eye of, just because i wear how i work
2: yeah and it could be just one of those things they threw in just to confuse people <laughs> like yeah i was like gas- they're trying to make what? that yeah they're trying to make that connection and in reality there is no connection between those two yeah. things Right. Uh, it's just like maybe that has you know it's because we're talking about infrastructure the bridge collapses Biden's coming in Biden doesn't like the whole gas thing, yeah. um, it, you know it could be a a number of different things that they're trying to get at yeah um but yeah so that that kind of happened and I I just kind of found that interesting
4: uh it is interesting you know
2: how either convenient that is for one side or the other depending on who you're talking to um,
4: yeah or how negligent the government is yeah way. And,
2: and and that's the thing is like. I mean Biden's numbers are hurting. I don't know. I think the last time I saw it, he was at like thirty-six <laughs> yeah. percent approval or it That's could be lower than that. Uh yeah, it's it's bad for him, man. i hey man,
4: the most popular president in history. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Joe Biden <laughs> is the most popular president in history. Yeah. I can't say that without Ooh. laughing. <laughs>
2: So I didn't, I didn't grab it for, for this week because I just ran out of time. But uh, you saw that uh, Trump kind of went back on – I guess he got criticized enough about not saying anything about the people who were uh, put in jail in solitary confinement. Oh, it wasn't even
4: just that. Yeah, I did see that. Yeah, it wasn't yeah, even yeah. just that. He went back. So his messaging – someone's gotten to him. His messaging has completely changed, right? So it was that. It was um, COVID stuff. It was about the Holy Poke. Um, restrictions and all kinds of things. And my favorite part of, of it all is just seeing all the Trump lovers come out defending him. And and my question I always ask is, okay, who didn't stand up for the lockdowns when he was told, hey, this is going to end badly. This is going to devastate the economy. Trump, who put, you know, uh, the, you know, Dr. Collins and Fauci, Dr. Byrd and all of them in charge. Trump yeah you know all all this because then people bring up well they were already in office and stuff like he's still the president he could have fired them could have put someone else in charge all kinds of things
2: not only that he could have put anybody other than like anybody with qualifications in charge of the COVID task force other than Fauci yep it didn't have to be him
4: yeah it could have been a whole team Mm -hmm. of various people but he
2: was the guy like he was the one who was specifically like on TV all the time always talking about everything um and then he kind of disappeared and they got um Who is that guy that Adam Curry like can't stand? Um that was oh, on Rogan right. from a while ago. His name slipped in my mind. He was on Rogan Doctor Malone? No. Later be- way before all Peter
4: McCollin? Doctor Peter McCollin? I can't remember the guy's name. Is a guy for, or is it? Are you talking about? You're not talking about Scott Adams. No, so no, they can't stand Scott.
3: No,
2: well, they have a um, weird. They definitely have a weird relationship with Scott. Yeah. But everybody kind of has a weird relationship with Scott now. Yes, uh, I have a
4: weird relationship with Scott too. He's I think he's he very a weird yeah with himself. I yeah. <laughs> yeah yeah yeah. I think he's been no, so there's Doctor Percolat, there's Doctor Malone. Um, oh, this
2: guy is no, because those were the two guys that Rogan had on recently, right? Yeah, that really I'm pissed talking, off. Everybody. I'm talking like. The day after Adam's first appearance on Rogan. So, this was like 2020. This was like Febu- end of February right before, yeah. or like beginning of March of 2020.
4: Oh, um, Horowitz. No. What, no. No, Horowitz not, is who. What's his name? That's who. I know um, you're <laughs> <laughs> oh, talking. Now it's going to bother I
2: me. I know. I'm sorry. I shouldn't have brought it up. We, let's move on. Let's move on. We'll figure it out. Or if you find it, let me know. I'm gonna move on to this next story. Um, okay, so something that's been popping up recently, uh, just in news cycles and on uh, just in different spheres, is this thing called anti-work. Uh, are you aware of anti-work, Joseph?
4: Yeah, no, I've uh, I've heard about this stupid bullcrap. Yeah. So
2: <laughs> it it seems. To have started from a Reddit forum uh, yeah. called r slash uh, antiwork. Now, from what I've been told and, and a little bit of what I've seen, uh, they aren't. The name is misleading because they have jobs. Mm-hmm. A lot of them have jobs. Now, I imagine that there are some people w- within the forum that don't that don't, and they are they live up to that name. But the person that they had uh, re- who recently got interviewed on Fox News. Um, did did have a job uh Mm -hmm. and i'll play the clip so that you can get the the details for yourself but but listen to this because uh a lot of people have sort of a i I feel like there's a little bit of nuance to be talked about not only with this subject but the way that the interview was handled so i'm going to uh i'm going to play this maybe reddit's weird
6: is solid is you know a solid work day in in your ideal society uh, sure. I mean, I think as much as people want. I mean, I That's personally uh, work. Space. I have I have like a 20, 25 hour work weeks, which I think is fairly good. Um, so I would like less work hours. Um, and what I do think you do, Doreen? Uh, I'm a dog walker. A dog walker. Okay. Yes. And how? Uh, yeah. So how old are, a are you, me- if you don't mind me asking? Sure, I'm thirty. You're thirty. Okay. And is there something you want to do besides being a dog walker? Do you aspire to do anything more than dog walking, or is that kind of your your pinnacle? Uh, I, I love working with dogs. If I had to do this rest of my life, you know, I wouldn't be super complaining. You know, dogs are wonderful animals. Uh, but I, I would love to teach. Uh, I would love to um, you know uh, work with work with people and what, stuff like that. What would that. you yeah. teach, Dorian? Uh, a philosophy, mostly. Philosophy. Just introduction to philosophy, critical thinking reason stuff like that okay well i would love to take your class doreen i would just be taking notes the whole time and you know what a professor is a very similar
2: yeah that's pretty much it that fox news
4: interviewer dude yeah is a tool Uh,
2: that was exactly what i thought I've, i've had people look at me like i like what you think like oh I had I this is what I've heard from multiple people they go oh well he used to be a comedian and I'm like he's not funny <laughs> no
4: he's not a comedian any longer you're an interviewer you're having you invited this guy onto your your show mm. treat him with respect uh, like it just like exactly uh, he, they just invited him on the show not to hear him out not to like let's have a productive conversation but like hey, yeah let's bring him on and make fun of him and stuff like that and it's I, like that's like like that guy is a jerk. Straight I up. generally would not
2: say this, but he, he is some like this interview made me want to hit that dude in the
4: face. Yeah. That dude is sleazy. Yeah. Like.
2: And he has this like, and I know our, for our podcast list listeners, you can't see it, but he was making all these like smirks and yep. clearly was trying to make fun of this guy and was being mm-hmm. really underhanded about the way that he was going about asking these questions because you have someone who he says, all right, uh, well, how much do you, how, how much do you work or whatever? And he says, uh, 20-25 hours a week or whatever right? or he thinks that's the acceptable number and he's like but I'd like to work less well that's an, an avenue for you to ask like mm-hmm. well why why do you think that you should be working potentially less than 20 hours yep. a week what would you do with that time Like, also and this was the only bit of the interview that was going around anywhere that I could find even though I've heard it was like a 10 minute interview uh, which sucks about not having cable is that you can't find this stuff
4: as easily yeah Um, but Hey man, you may be getting cable back with the way streaming services uh, are going. Yeah,
2: no kidding. Um, oh gosh, but they um, he he clearly isn't interested in hearing this guy out, and then also asking nope. digging questions. Obviously, this guy at Fox News disagrees from a guy from a like a forum called Anti Work. We know that already. We know this is kind of dumb. All right, what we need you to do is to interview this guy so that mm. people can make a decision about this.
4: You know what um, makes me mad yeah. about the most is he's dehumanizing him. Yeah. That's, the, that's the worst. Thing.
2: He sees him as lesser. Yep. Uh,
4: exactly. yeah, I,
2: I very much, uh, dislike this. And this is the kind of practice that like, man, it just gets under my skin,
4: dude. And when I first saw this, it got I underneath my skin too, because yeah. I don't agree with the anti-work guy. Yeah. Neither do I, you know? And so, you know, it's just, This is why people listen to Joe Rogan and not bullcrap Fox News, bullcrap CNN, bullcrap MSNBC. You know what I mean? Like all these crap mainstream media sources um, or news forums, news stations, whatever. (laughs) The Uh, corporate press. Yes, the corporate Uh, press. Sorry, go ahead. It's because because of stuff like that, right? Yeah. I mean, it's not like Joe Rogan hasn't made mistakes, right? I mean – you know but he is
2: so he, good with people yes. that he generally disagrees with oh totally fair i think he said i now i don't this number might have changed but in all of the interviews that he's ever given i think there's only a handful of them he's ever not aired mm. because of the way that it went uh which mm. i kind of respect like if it sucks and it's just not something that people are going to listen to like you I, I bring this up occasionally but you remember that um that dave rubin thing where he tried to uh mediate a debate between Blair White and Candace Owens. And Candace oh, yeah. Candace started going, uh, we don't negotiate with terrorists, talking about like <laughs> this this trans woman. <laughs> it's like that's the kind of stuff where you go, I don't think I should release this. Yeah. I don't think this makes anyone Candace Owens, man. Yeah, dude. <laughs> uh talk you know, we got we got another person. Don't get me about. sorry.
4: That'll be a whole other topic I on know, this. I know. The the these Dude, I had some people over let me interject this. Go, go, and go. they're like, <laughs> "Oh man, they're like, yeah, we really like Candace Owens. She, you know, she's young. She's this. She's that." And I'm just like, "Don't say anything, Joseph." You know what you should just have let asked.
2: it be. You should have been like, "Do you think that she's well spoken?" <laughs> <laughs> oh
3: uh, man.
2: Mo Mo says that the thing that people have to be more careful of in those situations is saying um you're different or like he a a like oh you're not like everyone else like there's something different about you like categorizing um i guess really like blacks in that uh in that way that's like kind of the thing that he says is like a trigger more than anything else but i think the oh you're very well spoken uh can fall into that category um, yep. Even if that's oh, the, yeah. Even if it's the case like I think Eric July is very well spoken um, yeah. And it doesn't have anything to do With the fact that he's black it's just That compared to articulate. a lot of He's yeah uh, he is he's very articulate And considering like a lot of the dummies That that you find on like Twitter That he has to deal with on a regular basis That are from all like racist creeds and religions uh, He's he's way more articulate Yeah but listen He doesn't care
4: about your race creed or religion No not
2: at all not at all <laughs> Uh, but yeah, that's that that's, is an
4: infectious disease, right there.
5: <laughs>
2: what's What's so crazy about this, though, is that this kind of interview is a perfect example of when someone who doesn't like Fox News talks about Fox News, or when someone yep. who doesn't like MSNBC talks about MSNBC. This is the kind of stuff, and they do it because essentially it's a form of a dog whistle or or you know mm-hmm. pandering to your specific audience. It's like yep. we're gonna get this idiot on here. Sorry, I'm not. It's, that interview was not You're very not good. You're him an idiot. Right. You're just
4: talking about from their perspective. From their like, perspective, let's get this idiot on here. Exactly. So we can just really hose him and make him look stupid. Yeah, and this, make will,
2: this will laugh. be great. Our audience will eat this up. And that's all yeah. that it is. That's yep. garbage. And this is what the corporate press has become. They don't care about actual information. They don't care about reporting these stories. They don't care about these kind of like good interviews. And you're right. This is why Joe Rogan is killing it. This is why when Spotify, mm-hmm. uh, when Neil Young and Rebecca Black come out and they're like, <laughs> oh, we're taking our music off there and everyone goes,
4: who? Was that legit about Rebecca Black? I thought that was just a joke.
2: I, I don't know. I mean, it, it seemed it was like it was real.
4: No, I think like, so was it, it was, was like it Neil Young came out like, oh, and no. said and said that. And then uh, someone else. The foo,
2: i'm pretty sure a couple go ahead uh, i'm pretty sure the foo fighters did as well
4: okay um, I and, saw something uh, like that. yeah that was just a joke with uh, uh that sucks Back of Black. <laughs> well
2: it, and it, it's really um unfortunate because she's actually gotten better i mean she's i don't really oh, care yeah, for she's her music a good singer yeah um and I actually kind of was like, oh, she's kind of a nice per. She seems like a, a like a genuinely kind of nice person. Um, yeah. And then to see that, you're like, oh man, like why are they? It's
4: just that one song of auto tune. Yeah. It's not like her Friday. actual singing capability. That's like yeah, my Friday. favorite.
2: That's like my favorite troll song ever, man. It's so good. <laughs> um, so yeah, I mean, it, it it's more of the same garbage. It's just so frustrating to see. Uh, all if the time.
4: If it makes Rebecca, if it makes, hang on, I want to say this. you if, Re- if it makes Rebecca Black feel any better at all. I could have auto tune and I would still suck at singing. So,
2: (laughs) no, probably doesn't make
4: her feel better at all. But
2: (laughs) you're being real hard
4: on. uh, I, yeah, I don't know, man. (laughs) No, yeah, but you're right. It's just really, it's just trashy. Yeah, it is trashy because there's a lot of trash. You know, uh, a lot of people involved in that process to just be a whole show of jerks you know exactly um bunch of jackasses yeah. as it says in the bible
2: <laughs> brood of vipers Yep. uh what uh shoot i was trying to do the obi-wan quote Say, uh uh hive of scum and villainy <laughs> that's essentially the corporate <laughs> press it's not just fox news um yep. uh, my favorite thing to do too to a lot uh, to republicans is to remind them that fox news is owned by democrats <laughs> yeah, yes. They're like, what? I'm like, it's based in New York. Yep. Who do you think owns that? Yep. Come on now. Alrighty. Uh please explain this next uh this next clip.
4: Oh yeah. What clip is it? Oh yeah. yeah so, Dude, it's always gonna be uh a Florida man. But basically I stumbled across this and I'm like, well, this is freaking awesome. Uh but a base Chad. Um fights an animal that tries to attack his dogs go ahead and roll hey, we told the... you
5: about an amazon delivery guys running with a bear well now meet the guy who had to wrestle a bear to save his dogs a man is on his porch with his dogs when Oh no, it's a bear! Oh, Without hesitation, he wrestles the beast to save his pets. Then he barricades the door with a bench. He can't believe
3: what just happened. Oh my
6: god! I was
1: my bear. It was focused on my dog.
2: And here's that brave man today, Walter Hickox of Daytona
0: Beach. What goes through your mind that made you actually lunge towards the bear?
1: That- line of focus between the bear's eyes and my dog i wanted to break that focus and the only thing i can do was to get my body into there and distract it enough for the dog to get back in the house
5: wow mr hickok says he is now going to put a door right. on that porch
4: Dude, just crazy first off his uh wrestling offense <laughs> That was good. That was good. <laughs> Sorry, go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. <laughs> First of all, his wrestling offense was terrible. We went for the front legs and when he should have gone for the back legs.
2: Yeah, especially when you're fighting a bear. He literally dove into a position where the bear could have gotten him in the neck. Yeah. <laughs> you're like, yep. oh no. That's you, gotta, was... you gotta
4: go for that bottom leg. At least get the single leg. If if the if the so for those who don't know, if the person is bigger than you, you go for a single leg. And then get them down if they're if they're not about the same size, you can do double leg. Unless they're like going offensively, and you can catch them swinging or something. Then you can double double here's, leg them.
2: Here's some other advice for bears: buy a Glock 10. Yeah, that's it.
4: I would have I would have probably tried to I don't know what I would have done. I mean, you never know in a situation like that. But looking yeah. at his video, I'm like, man, go for the head.
2: Yeah. Look for something that says 10 millimeter on it. And yeah, you're right. good to go. Pop, <laughs> like, pop. Like, don't don't wrestle bears and lion, mountain lions, if you don't have to. Like, the objective yes. is not to have to do that.
4: Yes. <laughs> especially dude, always,
2: with a dog I'll, in that situation. Like, yeah. Oh, that. Yeah, he's dude. Honestly, he's lucky.
4: He's even he, with oh, a black
2: bear, he is lucky.
4: Especially where, like, as you said, how he dove and exposed his neck, mm-hmm. and the bear clearly bit him Mm -hmm. right like right there um in that area and so he did get lucky uh with that but i remember that story of that guy who was on a trail somewhere with his son and the mountain lion attacked his son and so he attacked the mountain lion strangled it with his bare hands i remember that that increased my (laughs) testosterone like hell yeah
2: yeah it's great it's a great uh it's a great thing right and a great story because he didn't die Yes. You know what I mean? Yes. Like that, it's not one of those things where you're like, well, that guy did it. So I can definitely, I can do it yes, too. Right. No, don't, don't <laughs> do um, that. You know, uh, Rogan used to talk about how he carries around a, uh, a small knife with him when he runs because he's out in Cal, uh, when he was out in California, mm-hmm. uh, he would, he would do that because you're st- in that situation, especially because California has got crazy gun laws, uh, having some sort of, uh, thing on you that if, that at least gives you the chance of not being mauled to death by a, yeah. uh, a giant animal um, yep and you know there's some sort of instinct that might kick in with that if they're getting hit enough uh, by something pointy uh, that they're they're gonna back off
4: my whole plan is if i don't have like a knife or m- more preferably a gun on me and i get attacked just try and go for the eyes yeah that's that's not a bad idea either i mean
2: i'm pretty sure that's what they tell you to do with the crocodiles right or sharks, maybe. Yeah, I, I think my
4: whole thing is like a crocodile or alligator sneaking up on me to bite me. I would just stick my arm out and like when they go to open, just reach all the way in there and just like grab the back of their tongue, try and make them gag. I don't know if they can or not, but <laughs> <laughs> oh god, they don't gag. <laughs> I'm at least be yanking in there. <laughs> <laughs> all right, well I just I probably to, really stupid. <laughs> I don't advise that.
2: <laughs> I wanted to mention this. I was gonna make a bigger deal out of this Carhartt thing, um, but. Just like the M&Ms, it felt more like uh, like promotion than it did anything else talking about it for too long. Mm. Uh, but I did find this this great little video, so I, uh, I just wanted to play the, the audio for this okay. um, for everybody because uh, it just kind of cracked me up.
0: So let me get this straight, huh? Carhartt sent an email out saying they want all their employees to get the jab. I'm done. What's next? Is Oakley sunglasses going to make their employees get the jab? Is is Yeti coolers going to make me get the jab? I don't think so. You know, all this time, Carhartt, I thought you made hats and and, and gloves and coats, but it turns out all you've been making is toilet paper, because that's what I'm going to be using you for. Sorry, Charmin. Sorry, Charmin, your stock's about to go down, because all I'm going to be wiping my ass with from front to back is metal rivets and rough denim just to teach Carhartt a lesson and, and since day one I knew there was a reason since day one I've been a Duluth trading company man this this hoodies Duluth, these socks, these jeans are Duluth trading company it's perfect that these jeans are from Duluth because it's, it's the ballroom jeans which is perfect because they house my big fat nuts that you can kiss, carhartt So today I'm raising my emotional support beer to the Duluth Trading Company. You hear that, Carhart?
4: Emotional support beer.
0: <sighs> Duluth, Duluth, Duluth is about to be on fire with the money that I'm going to go down there and spend. <laughs> what? He's like choking. <laughs> Tony. Tony, get my piss
4: jar. <laughs> <laughs> that was good. All right, real quick, what's your what's your stance on that situation? Or oh, let me just ask you this: Are you are you going to be purchasing any Carhartt underwear, socks? Oh no! I mean, I
2: didn't before, hats. so it's not like this. It, this didn't affect me. I have a couple pairs of shorts that are I, that I think are Carhartt. Okay. Good. Yeah. No, it wasn't. I. I was. Yeah. I thought that was really funny. I would have said something before we started if your beanie was. Um.
4: (laughs) Actually, I I have one in there.
2: I. This is where I ultimately kind of fall Mm -hmm. on the whole situation. Um. I like that all these people are speaking out against this. Also, that guy was Mm -hmm. pretty funny. The the whole thing with like he's gonna uh wipe with uh metal rivets (laughs) and rough denim. That was the thing that like got me when I was I was watching from
4: the front end to the back. Yeah. yeah. Um.
2: Now what a lot of people are doing And I think this is logical And uh, There's one other thing That makes a lot of sense to me If you already had All this clothing It's the middle of winter You would be Pretty dumb To get rid of all of it Like I saw people Like burning stuff And doing whatever Yeah that's stupid Yeah it's dumb This is the same Uh, thing If
4: you already bought it It's like
2: Yeah you can't you can't like return it. It's not at like this that's going to make their likely. stock
4: go down. Like, what are you proving by burning? Exactly. Burning um, it, like.
2: But I, I appreciate the sentiment. I think that it made a lot of sense that what people were doing is that they were just cutting the tags off because they're like, at the very least, I'm not promoting them anymore. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? That was kind of the stance that that was being had. The other thing is, is like, do that. Cut off all the tags, and if you are still in a position where you're like, well, I just don't want any of this clothing. I don't want anything to do with it anymore. Give it away. T- take mm-hmm. it to like Goodwill or a homeless shelter or something where jackets, uh, hoodies, all that kind of stuff, beanies, all that stuff yep. is needed on a regular basis. Yep. M- do something good with it. Whereas Carhartt is, uh, you know, trying to continue this mandate thing despite the fact that they don't have to anymore. Yep. Um, and it's 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 so funny. That's I don't, my stance too. Um, I saw a lot of people with this whole thing going on with the uh, the Canadians blocking uh, Ottawa. Over the last like week or two at this point,
4: Mm -hmm.
2: and people going like, "Man, I wish people in America would do these things," and it drives me crazy because people are. What do you think this Carhartt thing is? Yep, they're trying to do what they can to Mm -hmm. show their disapproval for these companies for the government. Um, You had uh, protests in Washington a couple of weeks ago. Uh, Evangeline Lilly was at the protest, the Wasp from uh, the Marvel movies. Um, I think
4: she's canceled now.
2: Yeah. uh, The girl who plays Shiri in Black Panther is also um, causing trouble for Marvel because of that same thing. This stuff, this stuff's out there. And this just,
4: just goes to show you, it doesn't matter if you're liberal. Doesn't matter if you're a black female, a white female, a black man, a white man a Hispanic man, an Asian man, an Asian woman, an Hispanic woman, so on and so forth, right? If it if you don't fit within their agenda, you're out. So and that's what it's about. Yeah, I know I know you're they're not losing much from you, but they are from me because I mean shoot. We probably spend Oh man. We spend a good bit of money, dude, on Carhartt. I mean obviously cuz our winters are harsh up here so That's fine though. Oh
2: yeah, that that makes a lot of that makes a lot of sense. And it's a harsh winter. It, it in my still line seems line of work I'm in and everything yeah, like that. Yeah. So. It still seems dumb that in the middle of the harsh winter you would burn all of your car heart. Oh yeah. Um, be yeah. people need to be practical, right? And it's another one of those things where it's like, oh well, you know, Americans aren't doing enough. It's like we haven't gotten hit nearly as hard. This is what I was telling um, somebody today. It was like, we haven't mm-hmm. been hit as hard, right? So, mm-hmm. North Carolina in particular, like, we're pur- a purple state or whatever. We haven't gotten near the kind of damage and issues. Like, I worked all through Rona. Mm-hmm. Never stopped. Uh, have, haven't have been wearing a mask for months. Like, months and months and months and months. Like, start stopped wearing it like long before the mandates were over. Um, like, you know, they put him back in place. I'm like, I'm not doing this anymore.
4: Um, now, is that because you didn't care about your grandma? Yes.
2: <laughs> well, it doesn't matter because my grandmother is dead. So, <laughs> <laughs> from Rona because of me. Yeah. No, she died in like exactly. 2000. So, uh, no, it has nothing to do with that. It's it's just one of those things yeah. that it's like I'm not going to let people control me like that. It's like yeah. you know that that thing from uh what I can't remember the guy's name from Lord of the Rings where he's like you have no power here. Yeah. that's essentially how I feel about government generally like I'm not gonna go I'm not gonna be like an idiot and go like walking into the Capitol building uh as if I own it um, yeah, right. you know being one of those people that think the FBI works for us um yeah but at the same time you kind of live in such a way where it's like you're not uh you're not a, a controlling power you yep. can put a mandate in but I'm not gonna listen to
4: you <laughs> it's yep. just the way that it is um that whole thing just
2: so I have to get into to,
4: that but yeah no I agree yeah, with you
2: all that to be said a place like New York where yes there is a small minority of people it's really funny that in this instance nobody really cares about the minorities uh, yep. because it's, it doesn't have anything to do with skin color it's a minority thought yep. uh group of people with like a, a thought rather
4: than anything well, else but I mean but, you know they don't like uh diverse uh no people, diversity of thought no, they don't a lot like of people don't
2: just like Star Wars fans Yes. Um, the, uh, but yeah, so you have New York City Where it seemed like Let's just say 75% Of the people there just don't care mm-hmm. They don't care that the mandates are in place They're going to uh, salute And p- roll up their sleeve And do exactly what they're told Bow down Yeah. Uh, and so it's one of those things where I'm like Well look, I don't live in New York What goes on in New York does not affect me On a daily basis And mm-hmm. doesn't really affect me at all and Do if I, you
4: want to live that way, that's you know, then yeah. if go you, and live if that you way. If you
2: want to put uh for me though. pharmaceuticals into your body on a regular basis, that is your decision. Hmm. I can't stop you. I can tell you I can give you yep. my opinion if you actually want to hear it and you're not gonna like scream at me.
4: But Well, I'll scream at you anyway. Yeah. I don't fine. care about your opinion.
2: It's not I mean I already get screamed at by like all the fanboys out there for all this other stuff that for some reason they yeah, think is right. good mm-hmm. yeah
4: oh that's because you're doing something. we're doing something right
2: yeah no you're exactly correct hey, let me tell you <laughs>
4: with what's happened recently with me you're not getting ass creamed at as much as <laughs>
3: <laughs>
2: oh that's
4: what the, that's a conversation for another time. yeah
5: oh man
2: <laughs> uh anyway so i had a clip from uh the stuff going on in with ukraine and russia but it's it's actually a little old at this point yeah um so i'm not gonna play it but i i was curious if you had an opinion about this it's something i've been trying to like learn a little bit more about because the question i keep coming across or i keep asking myself is like so why are we doing
4: this yeah man i'm just not gonna go die on a foreign soil when i actually think The rush, the the Russians' argument makes. No, I'm not talking about invading Ukraine and all that stuff and killing people. I just mean their security concerns. I can understand where they're coming from as a country. I just think we need to. America needs to be concerned about our our borders, right? And you know, not what's going on in in Europe in that sense. You know, when there aren't atrocities being committed, right? You there's a level to which you can have me. When there are atrocities being committed, I can understand that. But, uh, you know, my whole stance is it's funny how we go from the COVID narrative falls in the corporate press and then they immediately go and shoot for war. Um, Listen, when, there's just not you enough. Know, a Biden's isn't smart. His administration isn't smart. They're not trying to de escalate. They're asking just, they're acting just like all the cops that they hate that escalate situations that they've. You know, ridiculed and stuff like uh-huh,
3: that.
4: Uh-huh. Um, and they're escalating this situation. Yep. You know,
2: listen, they haven't met their
4: dead children quota yet. That's true. They're, they're working know? real hard to get to that
2: as quick as possible.
4: Yep. And, you know, <laughs> they haven't killed uh, many innocent civilians. No. You know, the war in Afghanistan's gone. So listen, one yeah. million,
2: million Afghanistan's in 20 years, we can do that in 10. Oh, with the with yeah. the Ukrainians, this one's going to be double though. This is yeah. going to
4: be this is going to be a forty year war. Yeah, we're going to go so.
2: occupy Ukraine and take out like two For thirds freedom. of their population. Build back better, baby. Yeah, <laughs> freedom. Got to get the world's population down so we don't all die.
4: The, the, the Great Reset starts in Ukraine.
2: <laughs> exactly, exactly. <laughs> I told uh, I told my buddy Jake because uh, he was asking me about it, and I was like, "Well, the one interesting thing that will come out of this in probably about twenty years, if we." If this turns into like a hot war uh, or or conflict, excuse me, if we want to be accurate about it, um, yeah. that would be interesting is if uh, Ukrainians start coming to America and suicide bombing, then we'll just know that it wasn't just uh, <laughs> Muslims. Yeah, right. It's like it wasn't a Muslim thing. It wasn't a, an <laughs> Islam thing. <laughs> it's like and, oh, and
4: people really is, do not is... under understand that, man. And it really is tragic, tragic because there's no legitimate reason for this. I mean the president of Croatia, I think it's Croatia, um came out and stood actually stood against the US. I'm like good for you, man. And mm-hmm. I agree with him. Yeah. Um I don't know everything, but I agree with him we should be striving for de-escalation. It shouldn't, you know, all this rhetoric and crap going on when people's lives are at stake. Uh you know, there's just no need. We don't need to get in a uh a pissing contest yeah, with, with Russia.
2: Russia. And and that's what,
4: the Well to prove what? The, what you got – what's that uh, small man syndrome called or whatnot or yeah, compensating? Yeah, that's close
2: enough. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like the Napoleon syndrome or whatever. Yeah. I think is what trying they – I think that's what Biden's mm-hmm. trying to trying but, well, to compensate for his dementia. He's, he's still living in this like uh, red scare narrative. Like Spudnik is still a thing and that Russia is like our great – like this great threat uh, to democracy, which is like
4: – Trump's like, actually – you know what? Yeah. One thing I actually – it appeared. Let me say it less. I don't know it's all the ins enough. and outs. Yeah. So care less. <laughs> it appeared like Trump was striving for some kind of diplomacy with Russia, which, when you think about, you know, the whole you know threat of China's on the rise and everything. China, from my understanding, and I don't know everything, but China and Russia don't like each other. But if you, so then if you become you know, uh, somewhat diplomatic with Russia, that just helps you in your standing with China, too. You know what I mean? Yeah. So U.S. has terrible diplomacy. We're awful at it. Please, gosh, man, do not We keep getting. Can we get a competent people, competent people into office? Yeah, specifically. Like in Congress, (laughs) can you please do your job? Like legislate and do what you're supposed to do. Jeez.
2: I mean, you know how you know my stance on that. I just I
4: don't think it's well, possible. Well, you know my stance on it too. Yeah. I don't think 300. I, no, actually it's like what is it? 446. I want to like say that. total when you talk about think about Congress and you add the president. I just I'm, like and to use Supreme Court.
2: I just like to use nice round numbers because it gets the point yeah. across anyway. It's like I don't yeah. care how many it actually is. It's like 400 yeah. people shouldn't be deciding what uh, 28 million people do with their lives. And then 330 so, million people. Is it 330?
4: Yeah, not 28 million.
2: Oh, I mean, I think it's like the most accurate number is like 228 million.
4: No, it's 300. Actually, it's 332 oh, million is it 300- now based off the last, the last census, yeah. Okay.
2: Whatever the numbers are, even if it was just a million people, 300 people shouldn't be telling a million yeah, people what to do exactly. with their lives. That's, that's, that exactly. is the point at the end of the day. It's like, um, you, you start there, and it's so funny because this is the same, I mean, whether we're arguing about Marvel or whether we're arguing about the federal government, I, I put an argument out where I go well the federal government should be abolished they they shouldn't be a thing anymore it the state right. like let's start there and see how the states do now I know the answer to that once the states get in there it's like that just needs to get uh decentralized even more but mm-hmm. that's where you start and that's where the argument is and it's like listen t- why am I wrong let's give me reasons for why I'm wrong don't just say no right. right. It's like, that's not an argument.
4: So I think like where Tim Poole would come from, right? If we're sitting there having an argument with him is he would say, well, regulations and when people, when companies, you know, uh, do horrible things to civilians, you know, what recourse do you have after like the state level, you know? i'm trying to think you're muted yeah. by the way oh
2: sorry i was i was gonna say it that's depends on it, you anyway it, yeah it's it, mute it's it depends on the state that it happens in right Yeah. so if uh you know someone puts on a pair of nikes and they explode in california that's california's problem let right. them let them sort it out for themselves right right when you have uh not to mention a lot of these companies amazon uh tesla as much as people like Elon uh yeah. a lot of these companies get a lot of money from the federal government, government. there's not real competition in a lot of areas because of this because yep. if you're as we've seen with the covid regime if you're taking money from the federal government they own you yep look at medicare look at what they're doing trying to do with people on medicare wanting to to be like look if you're on medicare you have to take the jab or you're not getting medical treatment that's the direction that they want to go in with that. Yep. You think that's any different Terrible. when they give money to Amazon every year? Hey. Nope. Make sure that this is the way that you're running certain parts of your business because it's most beneficial to the feds, the federal government. Speaking, that's what it comes to.
4: Of Amazon giving money to officials. Oh, do we?
2: yeah. All right, so I was looking at these two clips. <laughs> I can either confirm or deny that. I was looking at these two clips. I think we got to we got to play the one with the girl first and then go back to the original clip. Okay, that's I think I think that makes more that's sense. That's a better.
4: Yeah, I think I switched it up. My bad.
2: No, no, I don't care. I'm just saying. I th- yeah, that that's 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 how I, that's
4: how I want to do it. Yeah. Uh, all right. So uh, this is Dan, Dan so, Crenshaw. Yes, this is Dan Crenshaw, and girl. he's at some kind of event. Looks like he's at uh, Chili's. Um, <laughs> for the Dundies. Yeah, for the Dundies. <laughs> and, um, he's uh, hashtag not a sponsor, um, but Chili's. Yeah, Do hit, up, hit us up, please.
2: I mean, maybe start getting my orders right, too, but hey, hit us up.
4: <laughs> um, so he's speaking at this event, and a young woman decides to ask him a question regarding comments he made on a podcast. All right, here we go.
5: Whoa. Yeah. that we have that's important I'm... hero archetypes that we look up to jesus is a hero archetype superman is a hero archetype real characters to it too i could name a thousand rosa parks ronald reagan end quote i can't wrap my head around this
0: you will, i'll help you put a period out the case. word jesus and don't question my faith wow you moron what? <laughs> <laughs> you moron. moron! Don't to a kid like that! question Yeah, he's talking to a
4: kid like that.
0: You guys can ask questions about all of these things and I will answer them. But don't question my faith.
5: I can question your faith if this
0: is what you said. That's. I, I mean, you can read the quote again. But nowhere in that court am I saying Jesus is not real. That's a ridiculous statement. Of course, he's the Son of God. Of course, he's the son of God, and of course, he's real. You can
5: say two different things. You can say that on a podcast, and you can say this here. On the podcast,
0: nobody would have understood it that way. I think you're twisting it that way. Which is not very Christian. Which is not very Christian. Let's go, Brandon! Let's go, it's Brandon! It's not. It's not. And I'm not going to have my faith question.
4: Someone said you're talking like a different person. I'm not going to have my faith question. Oh, what an okay. interesting. <laughs> that's my guilty pleasure pleasure <laughs> seeing dan Crenshaw and others like him get roasted Ooh, just uh,
2: just to, he's just squirming he has he has no real answer to it there there's not nuance to what he was saying or like you know uh i know what you're talking about i misspoke yeah you know when you're on a pot i mean there's even if he's still lying right yeah there are ways to handle answering questions
4: yes to it come off to take the not class, looking, dr Fauci, so.
2: uh, yeah uh, but he just—he's like—he's goes after this little—he's like going after this little girl. Like, yep. Don't question my faith. And he's like, that's not very Christian of you to to question my faith. And it's like, listen, she's asking a question, dude.
4: Listen, even if even if she was at—and which she wasn't—so let's hang on. Before I even say anything, yeah, she wasn't rude. She wasn't nope. trying to get you. Um, like, do get like a gotcha question? Yep. Uh, she was respectful, trying to give him a chance to clarify his statement, stuff like that, right? She wasn't offensive. She wasn't trying to attack him. Um, at least, you know, using my ears and my brain from everything I heard, right?
2: No, she's very calm. And Her demeanor, she's just, she's like, she's like, I, this is just a question. She's like, I just want to yep.
4: know the answer. Yep. And so, I want to say, I wanted to say that, start that off. But even if she was being, trying to attack him, trying to catch him and, you know, as a gotcha question, if she was being rude and, you know, all that stuff still for him you don't talk to someone that way and it's a chance to clarify your statement so the fact that he's first off angry rude to her um speaks down to her dehumanizes her uh doesn't you know if you're a christian you look for every opportunity to defend your faith and hey you know what it could dude. this is like the whole thing with jack murphy right this could have been easy for dan crenshaw he could just say you know what i just misspoke I didn't mean for it to come out that way. I'm sorry. Jesus is, is is the Lord and Savior of the universe, and he's my Lord and Savior. Right? Really easy. Um, exactly. And then we all move about our day. But instead, he has to be rude and defensive. And to me, that indicates, okay, it, it causes me to question him
2: his intentions not to mention I mean let's be real about Crenshaw there's a lot of things that you and I have talked about on the show and just in yeah you know in in passing when we talk normally it's like this guy is sketch
4: yes his whole
2: his whole stance on red flag laws there was something else that I had heard about recently too um I think he was all for something to do with the vax um Vax database maybe the oh the database you're right that's what it was um so there's a lot of stuff that he says that he's like this freedom loving, and I, I love like Adam he's a neocon, yeah. He's pro war. Yeah. Oh, he's very pro
4: war. Yeah. Oh That's yeah. his foreign policy war. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um. So I don't know if Raytheon, you know, has him in his pockets or what. Well, um, he's I don't want to make any. So
2: I would imagine any false.
4: I don't want to make any false allegations against him or anything like that. But okay. he's definitely pro war in my opinion. Um, and, and look
2: how look at the way he got defensive in in that right. It wasn't one of those things where mm-hmm. where he was being very like gracious to that and be like, "Hey, I misspoke," you know what I mean? It was very defense, very defensive, and yep. then he tried to turn it back on her. Mm-hmm. This, this teenage, what I'm, what looks like a teenage girl, who was just asking a question. So he says, "You can uh, you can question anything, but don't question my faith or whatever." It's like, well, why not? Yep. It's like for one, you're a politician. Um, you're in a quote-unquote leadership position, right? Now, and here's the other thing. It's like if, if Crenshaw was to come out, right, and it's like, well, hey, you say that you're a Christian, but you do realize that uh, a lot of these, war, like these wars that you support are killing innocent people. It's like, do you think that's very Christ-like? Someone came to him and asked him asked him that question. It's like, yep. would he well, be here's as, other thing. as defensive?
4: Here's the other thing. When he says, don't question my faith, that's unbiblical too. Mm. Like Christians are called to test other people. Yeah, And you test them by two things their vocabulary and their actions so yeah his defensiveness and just oh, man yeah so we have all clip of that
2: of the did you see
4: shane hazel's comment on a-
2: yeah <laughs> <laughs> hey man that that eye patch isn't saving him anymore yeah <laughs> he, he no, got to play I'm that once with he got to play that once with saturday night live but it's like you yeah. can't keep hiding behind that
4: no you know what i mean yeah Plus, and i'm definitely thankful for his service and everything but yeah right, well, I'm, I'm
2: thankful for shane hazel's service too but like his his opinions it's like he figured it out whereas Crenshaw is like oh i can i can make money off of this yep opinion yep seems seems accurate though all right so here's the actual clip right
6: all
4: right so that's important like i mean
6: that's the important thing is here's is that we have societal hero archetypes that we look up to.
4: Oh, Jesus dude, pause is, a, it real is fast. a hero. All right, go back. We're done over to go just go ahead and play it back from the beginning. But I wanted to say I just found out that the girl that was asking the question, how old do you think she is? Eleven years old. She's eleven? Yeah, I
2: was thinking teenager.
4: I thought it was teenager too. Um Dude, that's worse.
2: It gets worse because she's that much
4: younger. <laughs> <laughs> oh, all right you ready yeah okay
6: that, I mean, that's the important thing is here is that we have societal hero archetypes that we look up to jesus is a is a hero archetype superman is a hero archetype real characters too you know i put i i, I can could, could name a thousand you know rosa parks ronald reagan the, all of these people embody certain attributes that the american people think this is good so that's important.
2: Okay. I, hmm, I'd have to think. Right. Okay. So first of all, obviously that's what he said. That's what that's yeah. word for word, like verbatim.
4: And, and I want to say too, let me clarify. It's been reported that she's either 11 or 18. I'm not oh, entirely wow. sure. That's so a
2: big age
4: range. That's a big gap. Either way, you shouldn't be talking to yeah. anyone like Come that. Come on but reporters, yeah. do your job. Yeah. Those are his words. Yeah. Though as far as getting that and that would, you know, uh, his response along with his words that's what made me question question him. You know what I'm saying? Oh, absolutely. So
2: um also I think uh if you're talking about hero archetypes, talking about uh real people doesn't work. Yep. That's not the point. An arch- real- it has to Go be ahead. written. That's where they come from. It's it's examples of Uh, the best natures like the best in like human nature if you will so the idea of sacrifice or servanthood or whatever the case may be right it's like you look at at something like jesus and you you see those characteristics right and Mm -hmm. then you take those and you write them oh shoot i almost spilled my tea you you write them into characters right so you look at you look at aslan right aslan is a hero archetype based off of jesus right uh who else you could i mean you could say a the fake same.
4: person according to dan <laughs> <laughs> you could say the
2: same you could say the same thing about any of the characters in lord of the rings they're they're archetype hero quote-unquote archetypes um even the villains because the i uh, the idea isn't that a hero is supposed to be this like perfect individual it's like you're just talking about characters generally um right. and uh so you have someone We'll take, like, Aragorn from the movies, right? One of his characteristics that... And we've talked about this in the, with different types of uh, character structure. But it works to a degree to have him be um, uh, reluctant in taking back uh, his place as the king. Right. Uh, because it's something that you and I or anyone can look to and say, Oh, man, there are things in my life that I'm reluctant to do. And seeing this hero archetype on screen go... Uh, I, I'm reluctant to do this thing, but it also works in the book where he says, "No, it's just not the right time." Yeah. There, there are they both work in a way. Um, <clears throat> right. I, sorry, I could talk about this all all day, but nah. it uh You're yeah good. he's he doesn't know what he's talking about. Shut up, Dan Crenshaw. No. <laughs> and,
4: and it sounds like to me that he meant what he said. So like basically, what his opinion sounded sounded like to yeah exactly sounded like to me is that Jesus is not a real person, in the same way. Or So So Jesus was not a real person in the same way that Rosa Parks was not a real person.
2: Exactly, because he said, like real people, Rosa Parks, Ronald Reagan. <laughs> Ronald Reagan, man, what a great uh, great person to bring in there. Yep. Talk about a dog whistle.
4: <laughs> and then he compares Jesus and Superman together, yeah. and Superman being a fictional yeah. character, but Superman is based off of Jesus, and, yeah. and somewhat.
2: Yeah, yeah, yeah. That he's, that's part of that archetype, for sure. Yeah.
4: Uh, all so, righty yeah. well
2: uh, we're on if anybody to... has
4: any other Dan Crenshaw clips please feel oh, free please. to send them
2: anytime he's sticking his foot in his mouth we could make it a whole segment please,
4: <laughs> please do man oh all right oh yeah yeah this yes. is your
2: I'm giving you you got the reins this is all you I have oh, no my. idea a bit for except for a little little tease you gave me last week what we're talking about
4: oh yeah this is just happenstance uh and I need to say that For you're in the know, for other people in the know, after everything happened uh, regarding us going public about some things on um, what was it? Friday, the 21st. 21st? Okay. Mm -hmm. 21st. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Then this was released the following Monday, on the 24th, by uh, Kevin DeYoung. And have plenty of books by Kevin DeYoung. Like Kevin DeYoung, I'm not going to die a death of a thousand qualifications. We have um, called out plenty of people on this podcast when they've messed up, and we all mess oh, up.
2: Can I say something real quick? Go just, ahead. Just to preface this a little bit too. Kevin DeYoung wrote one of the most influential books of like my 20s. Which one was that? Just Do Something.
4: Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah.
2: yeah. It's a simple yep. little book, and the whole premise is like, hey, idiot, stop sitting still and actually like take action like we're not we're not called to sit around and wait go and go and get things done and that's like in one way or another been pretty influential in my life so uh, that all that to say like people are complicated
4: (laughs) yes people people are complicated you know we don't get everything right um i'm not going to sit here and say you know with regard to this article that uh kevin have been he has done a great job of fooling people if he is um, an evil man, that he's not a Christian, that he's this and that, that he wants you know people to be abused, that he doesn't want people to be uh, hand, uh, um, abuse allegations within the church to be handled appropriately and, and, and stuff like that. Um, I just think that he completely misses the mark on this. He completely fails, and I think there are there is reasons to this. And what has what has stood out to me the most with Kevin Day Young isn't – what necessarily what he has said in regards to all of this, um, in regards to abuse, uh, specifically when I'm referring to is child abuse, um, or just abuse in the church in general and churches having to go to authorities and then do a third party investigation and stuff like that. It's more of what he hasn't said. Sometimes what you don't say speaks more than what you actually do say and I'll get back at the very I'll get back to that at the very end remind me to um, okay. but so we're gonna start in this article and the article is titled toward a better discussion about abuse um, and uh, I really want to say at the start I really enjoyed um, I was going to reply back on Twitter to Kevin DeYoung talking about just where he missed the mark but Jacob Den Hollander, um, for those familiar, or probably more familiar with his wife Rachel Den Hollander, um, she is a former, um, she was a uh, abuse victim by Larry Nassar, um, who's one of the most prolific ones um, from Michigan State. Um, he abused a lot of members on the uh, U.S. Olympic team, um, and yeah, and stuff. That, so that, uh, that guy. It, yep. Yeah. Him he, and and. Uh, Rachel and her husband Jacob are both uh, following the reform theology. Um, she's a lawyer and an advocate. She's an expert. At, He's solitude. too. As but, a
2: reminder for people who still think that the FBI works for them, uh, the FBI was completely aware of what Larry Nassar was doing for a very long time and did nothing about it. Yes. Just throwing that out there.
4: Yes. Um, did absolutely nothing about it. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, Uh, so yeah, so he, Jacob, uh, offered, you know, I didn't respond back because he pretty covered everything and then some, uh, for me. Uh, so when I read the article, these are just, uh, my thoughts that I had about it. So I'm going to start off with the good first. Um, you know, I think that before I go into the article, I think he acknowledges the problem of abuse in churches and our, you know, the, our failure, the church's failure um, in responding to victims and then handling, you know, the cases as well. Right. Yeah. He acknowledges the, the cover ups and, you know, there's just a heinousness done there. And then there are general principles and cautions that he has in his article that, you know, I can generally agree, agree with and, you know, for making generalities. Right. Um, that I can agree with. Uh, Those about the only uh, two things that are good that I saw in the article. Um, this really reads as someone who lacks understanding, um, and coming from someone as from wise the- and intelligent that has been in, you know, uh, I mean, heck, going back to, I know for sure two thousand thirteen, but you could probably yeah. say twelve or eleven. Probably before with that. Sovereign Grace memory yeah. yeah. with Sovereign Sovereign Grace Ministries, C.J. Mahaney's church that. Um, the only reason why it wasn't taken, it was going to be taken to court, but the judge dismissed it because of statute of limitation laws, uh, which then prompted Maryland to change their laws. Um, uh, so, so he's, he he should have been familiar with, you know, predators, their MO, like all, all kinds of things. Right. Yeah. This just reads like someone. And again, you know, I'm not saying that he doesn't. If he, if he if he does then this is even worse um like if he does have an understanding and stuff then this is an even worse article but this just really reads like someone who who doesn't and i think that really what really frames this what really gives us its weight is going to you'll see it in the conclusion um and i'm like oh that makes more sense uh so all right, let's get into the article. So he starts off by saying abuse of any kind. I'm not going to read, really read the first article or the first paragraph. The first paragraph, basically, he's saying abuse is wrong. We all agree. If you're a Christian, we should all be in agreement with this, right? Like the standard right things to say that the those who perpetrate abuse should be confronted in their sin, called the faith and repentance and offered the one true hope found in Christ and those who are sinned against should be comforted in their comforted, helped, all that stuff, right? Um And everything then the next one he says next paragraph but beyond these foundational truths the current discussions about abuse as it is being played out online in articles in books and in churches gets quickly twisted and tied up in knots to some degree this is simply what happens when emotionally charged issues get talked about online especially on Twitter social media has not been known to foster a spirit of charity or cultivate an intellectual atmosphere interested in careful distinctions and patient deliberation. The other difficulty is that, depending on a whole host of factors one's personality, position, experience, or context which, again, that's going to play in in the conclusion of his paragraph we tend to see the present dangers leading in different directions. For some, the most pressing concern is obviously that abuse is perpetrated, minimized, and covered up in the church. For others, There's another concern that abuse is becoming a totalizing category and that even the accusation of abuse takes down everyone and everything in its path. My first question to use, David, before I get to my first point, and by this question, you're going to kind of know what my first point is. (laughs) David, can you, because he doesn't do this, can you tell me one case within the church Mm. that you know of that... The person, I guess, hang on, hang on, wait, 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 let me finish these next two paragraphs. So I okay. I'm concerned <laughs> that correcting the church's failures when it comes to abuse has given way in some places to an unhealthy place, oh, overcorrection. Of course, in one sense, you cannot correct an error too much, and yet you can correct one error in a way that produces new errors. That's what I see at times in the current discussion about abuse. I realize that there are important points that need to be made on both sides. I have several points below warning against the overcorrection, but I don't want to minimize the need. There has been and continues to be in many places for the initial correction. So let me do my best to sincerely voice the correction and warn against the overcorrection. Boy, Mr. Young, De Young that's very twisty you need to hire and someone dude. they ed- <laughs> hire me for your articles you release on gospel coalition so i can tell you nah bro not now just wait
2: <laughs> not only that but like he need, they need better editors over there because yeah. you definitely could have said that in a much more to the point like matter of fact way yes and i i wonder sometimes and sorry this is the last point and i'll let you get back to it i, no. I wonder sometimes if people do this kind of stuff on purpose they use flowery language or they try to use all of this like twisty wording to confuse people into thinking they're making a point when you're just like that on on hearing that read to me it it just kind of sounded like gobbledygook yeah and I'm I'm pulling certain things out of it like there's certain words and phrases that are being pulled out of it but overall it's like hey man how about you just be more clear about what your point is like what what are you getting at so sorry go ahead
4: no, no, you're fine. So, you know, he has two points, right? And he gets into it. You know, the, the danger of abuse cover up in the church, basically, and then the danger of overcorrection. The point I have, uh, my first point, is, and I'll ask you the question. He doesn't present a level headed argument. All his reasoning for his second point is speculative.
2: Yeah, he he has no um, he has no sources for the accusations that he's making.
4: Nope. Instead, he presents false equivalences and uses those false equivalences to frame his narrative. So my first question I have for you, David, um, is can you think of one example within Christianity as a whole? So we can include Catholicism in that. We can include every denomination, right? Yeah. Hell, we'll even throw in the Mormons. (laughs) Um, (laughs) Yeah. I wouldn't do that. I don't. They're not a denomination of Christianity, but we're just going yeah, the to the yeah. right, lump them in for the sake of it. Jehovah Witnesses. Let's just lump them Let's just lump them all in there, right? Can you think of one example of overcorrection to what, you, or do, or can uh, you think of so? There's that, and it is, and does it rise to the same level as the uh, abuse cover-up problems that we've seen in uh, the Catholicism, the the Protestant churches?
2: The answer to that part is no. For, for certain, yeah. that, that's not a thing. And are, do you mean in this line where he says uh, there's another concern that abuse is becoming a total, uh, uh, totalizing category, that even the accusation of abuse takes down everyone and everything in its path?
4: Yeah. And that's then, then he ta- you're yeah, I'm talking get. about that one and the fact of you know he's going to warn against, in that last paragraph, overcorrection, Right. So, in yeah. the second, the last paragraph in that first part, he says, I admit I am concerned that correcting the church's failures when it comes to abuse has given way in some places to unhealthy overcorrection. Can you think of one?
2: No, and I, I mean, it's not, okay, so this is, this is something that's, oh my, this drives me crazy in, 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 ar- when you're making an argument for something, mm-hmm. if you are the person saying this is something that's happening, right, you and I literally had I wouldn't call it a conversation, but this came up today on Twitter where a guy made a very like blanket statement about something and I said, prove to me. I was like, prove your statement to me. I was like, objectively, you show me how you are correct in this instance. Cause I, I have I have no reason to believe you otherwise. Yep. Right? That is the exact same thing that's going on there. If there is overcorrection happening, if it's a problem. You have to show it. Yep.
4: So, uh, completely agree with you. So the false equivalences is basically what has happened to victims regarding abuse cover-ups or the mishandling with false equivalent, you know uh, with online Discord about accusations.
3: I'm sorry. <laughs>
2: so he's so like pe- people on Twitter are having conversations that I find are unhealthy. <laughs> therefore this is a problem is that
4: is that his argument yeah like but basically people online whether if it's he references twitter in his in his first part of um was his uh second paragraph i believe um yeah but he he also you know it's being played out online so he, he 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 specifies twitter but before that he says online in articles in books and in churches you know um, gets you know these the current discussion about abuse gets quickly twisted and tied up at knots to some degree this is simply what happens when emotionally charged issues get talked about online and it's funny because this reads like a you know I don't think he's necessarily being like high you know over dramatic or whatnot but because he doesn't prevent you know present any sources or data or anything like that emotionally charged
2: yeah, right just like that the last gospel coalition article we we uh, we talked about it gets better. Oh,
4: it gets better. So he lists the two dangers that we just talked about. So abuse in churches happens and is covered up, and unhealthy correction can occur when the mere accusation takes down everyone and everything. However, he doesn't cite any data. He doesn't cite any data on false reporting rates, which, by the way, according to the FBI, according to the Bureau of Justice, according to um, sexual abuse experts and other uh, studies I've seen, um, uh, sexual abuse is the, the crime that is least reported false. Does that make sense? Like it's the last crime, like it's the, the one that's out of all the crimes that there are. It's the one that is not reported false as often as the other ones are. So, so, that, oh, that so
2: what you're, what you're saying yes. is, is that when it's reported, it, 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 Generally, doesn't turn out that it's false. That it's false. That it yeah. So the actual
4: happen. numbers are the actual numbers are ninety-eight percent of uh, sexual abuse accusations are true. Okay. Only two percent are false. Interesting. Uh, I have seen. I have seen some that say uh, so. I've seen anywhere from ninety-two percent to ninety-eight percent. So let me say so anywhere between two to eight percent. But generally, the common one I see is ninety-eight percent with two percent um, being false accusations. Interesting. So, and I've had a personal friend of mine, close friend of mine, um, at my church who was falsely accused. There was an investigation done that vindicated him. And then the woman was, uh, arrested, um, in charge with false accusation, yeah. uh, charges. So, uh, Uh, So, yeah, so, so he doesn't cite any data. He doesn't cite any data on the MO of of abusers, what motivates them, why they choose um, religious communities, faith-based communities, their preference for the churches. Um, He doesn't list any examples of a correction taking place. So that's the, that's kind of like my first point. Now, so he goes into what needs to be said. One is uh, like, because these are positive things, like one is abuses in the church agree Two, the church has not always handled abuse well. Agree. Three, there are many devastating ways we can sin against one another. Agree. Four, victims need our help. Agree. Five, the very instinct of Christian leaders should be to help genuine leaders. Completely agree. The problem is is that these don't just need to be here. These need to be—it doesn't need to be in your mind. It also needs to be Um, in your heart, and more importantly, it needs to be in your feet.
2: I was just reading his third one. Do you feel like that's a bit, um, sort of, what's the, what's the word I'm looking for? So his third point, he says, we should all know by now sticks and stones may break my bones, but words will never hurt me is a lie. We can be deeply hurt by words as well as actions, by emotional pain as well as physical harm, by subtly manipulative leaders as well as by obviously tyrannical ones, um, when you're talking about, like, this kind of abuse, do you think it's wise to be talking about sticks and stones may break my bones, but words will never hurt me? Don't you kind of feel like that's a talk for another time, like, stay focused on your, like, we're talking about, like, physical physical abuse from mm-hmm. people in the church. Yeah. So, if you have someone well, who it, is verbally abusive towards you, like, yeah, that, that needs to be talked about,
3: mm-hmm.
2: but I kind of feel like, it's taking away and now it seems like maybe he's trying to go for more of like and this might also be a problem he's trying to go for more of like this overarching like abuse narrative narrative i don't mean in like a false narrative way i just mean mm-hmm. like that's the kind of thing that he's trying to get to is like oh let's just talk about abuse in general rather than getting to the heart of the problem which is the physical abuse going on within churches yeah
4: i could see that i could also see where like typically obviously when there's physical abuse in a church there's also you know uh, there, there can be grooming involved when it's a child, sure. or an adult too, Sure. or an adult as well. Um, there is uh, psychological and spiritual abuse involved. Um, so that's accompanied, you know, that's what he probably means by emotional and, or and mental. Um, but uh, I, I see where you're coming from. I, I saw that as odd as well. It's just it, maybe
2: it's the way he's going about it. More yeah, than it's maybe maybe it's like a semantics thing. Uh, yeah. to some degree. But
4: generally, I can agree. With, you know, his, all, all the points that he sets right there, right? Because
2: they're super basic Baptist talking points. Like, yes, it, this is this is like how you set up a
4: sermon. <laughs> yes, they're not, they're not it's Like, very
2: here's my my five points.
4: Deep, and and you know, yeah. it's this probably isn't another thing. This probably isn't the format.
2: It's possible, you know. Hey, you know what? For might that be? as well, podcasting. Yeah. Gee, it's almost right. like you should sit down with someone who's gone through the situation and have a discussion with them
4: or, uh, you know. And not just the ones that are, you know, reformed Christians either. Uh Uh
3: Uh-huh. It's important
4: to talk to all of them. Yeah. Um, so, uh, so, let's keep going. Sure. Let's keep going. (laughs) All right. All the points above are important blah, 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 blah. Um, So now he's going to make five additional points to be careful about overreaction, okay? Oh, my God. All right. (laughs) One, there's almost no room to say anything besides the first five points without some people accusing you of not really caring about the first five points. You know what my first thought was? Huh? Guilty conscience. Um... (laughs) I don't know if he means that. I'd want to ask him, but it reads like a guilty conscience. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's like, let me get into this so I can, you know, get this out of the way real fast. Um, At times, the topic of abuse gets put into basically what he says is that there's no nuanced discussions. I'm not, I don't want to read the entire. Which, sure,
2: that's, that's,
4: yes. You know, I I I understand where he's coming from. I think it's important to be. Nuance in a discussion, but the first thing you should be is handling it appropriately. The first thing you should be is that once it's proven, responding well, and then we can have a nuanced discussion. Mm -hmm. Right? So along with – he says this in – all right, I'm just going to – screw it. I'll read it. At times the topic of use is put into a category by itself where unlike other pastoral theological topics, any efforts at nuance – are completely off limits. As a result, people are pushed to opposite sides. You either get it and are 100% on the right side or you're going to press or in a part of the problem. Along with this all or nothing mindset comes an unrealistic expectation that every discussion of abuse must proceed as if one was in an intimate counseling setting. That is, no matter the platform, blog, book, or tweet, and no matter the genre, scholarly article, a dumb article on the gospel coalition mm-hmm. or extra. Oh no, he didn't say that, uh, an exegetical exploration, whatever the writer or speaker must communicate with a commitment seemingly above all else that the most aggrieved person or eager critic could not possibly misunderstand or misappropriate what is being said. Too often there is an unrealistic ex- expectation that every internet article or podcast comment or pulpit sermon must speak as you would in a one-on-one counseling situation. I don't even know what he's talking
2: about. I don't either. He's, wait, like, hang on. So he's saying, who was saying that? <laughs> too often there is an unrealistic expectation that every internet article or podcast comment or pulpit sermon must speak as you would in a one-on-one counseling situation.
4: We do not produce balanced thinking by making the internet a counseling office nor will victims be helped in the long run by giving them the explanation that the care they need can be found from strangers online who is saying that
2: and again what's he talking this is the thing is what what is he talking about where where is this coming from
4: what are the situations this leads to my second point we have another ghost hunter
2: that's what it feels like i was thinking that early on i was like that is like he's he's making a lot of points He's potentially, and I don't want to say that he is, because this could be coming from stuff, like, there could actually be examples of this, and he and somewhere in his head he decided it wasn't a good idea to put any of them in, but it feels like strawmanning, in the same yes. way that when we, we talked about that last article about, you know, white, essentially white supremacy being everywhere, and, mm-hmm. um, you know, this specific time of the month where this guy was, like, being traumatized because stuff happened in that time of the month. Um, yeah. in august or whatever but this this seems to be the case it happens glad with a lot that you that article up yeah uh, it seems like a lot of the time whether and i can give you i won't i won't name names but i can give you some examples where there have been people on twitter who are very well known in certain reformed circles or used to be uh, very popular in those reformed circles or baptist circles whatever the case may be just church circles who strawman people on white supremacy all the time beth mm mm-hmm. mhm
4: Dude, that man from uh, uh, Shits Creek with a old girl dressed up as a um, priest or whatnot, and the person was like Beth Moore's first uh, service at a uh, Anglican church. Yeah.
2: Sometimes, man, I and, and we'll keep going, but yeah. sometimes uh, I just get the feeling that these people don't like the, the, a lot of these people within Christian leadership circles don't understand what they're doing at this point like and it's so weird it's, it's like when mm-hmm. did y'all become less like nuanced or not un- like become less understanding of the things yeah. going on around you
4: it's like right I, I think the biggest problem that we've had is like when when we talk about beth moore and others who've called out um white supremacy right it's like that's a that's a very serious and that needs very to be that needs to be rooted out of the church so, no, you have a duty to name names. Like, mm-hmm. I want to know. I so want to know who to avoid, right? Yeah.
2: When when some – I and I can't remember exactly who it was. Forgive me because it's been a while since that was kind of the hot topic. Right. Um, but when they would go, well, there's white supremacists in, in our church or whatever. I'd be like, who? Who were you talking about? Yep. For, because for you to say that and then give no example or give no um, – Data. Yeah. Like – who is Nothing. this? What was the situation? What was going on? Right, and then for even if they were to be like, well, here was a situation. It's like, okay, but you still, we need to know where this happened, why this happened. I would like to hear the other side of the story before I just straight up believe you, uh, because like you're saying, that is a that's mm-hmm. a big accusation to make against someone.
4: Well, I think so far we've done a great job of uh, irritating uh, Republicans and Democrats. Yeah. So let's continue.
2: It's fine. Somebody's got to do it.
4: Yep. Uh, two, it gets it, – and there's more, right? I just think of, of those commercials. The second point. <laughs> Sometimes there's an unwillingness to distinguish between the abuser and anyone else in, quote-unquote, the system. It's true. The system and those in it can fail victims and cover tracks for the abuser. And yet we should be cautious about charging the culture, in quotation marks, with producing iniquity, a charge that is usually impossible to prove or disprove. We must not impute guilt to anyone and everyone who is somehow connected to, quote-unquote, the system. Likewise, we must be careful to distinguish between high-handed sin, unintentional sin, honest mistakes, and simply being connected to a simple sinful person or tragic or a tragic, tragic situation. It is far too easy, whether from a sincere zeal to... Oh, frick! Say it for me. You're muted.
2: Ameliorate.
4: Ameliorate. I believe injustice. that's the the correct way to say that. I was gonna say, "Mom, yeah, ameliorate." Yeah, in- injustice, yeah. or from a desire to seem virtuous, to malign others without evidence or due process. A commitment to helping victims should not necessitate second degree, let alone third or fourth degree separation from anyone deemed controversial or from those who have been accused of abuse without due process. Guilty until proven innocent is not a Christian way to pursue justice, nor is it loving our neighbors as we would want to be loved. So,
3: hmm.
4: <laughs> so the first thing when I read that that popped into my mind was your own publication did that with Kyle Rittenhouse. <laughs> That was like my ironic point. Yeah. was uh, um,
2: it, it goes back to the ghost hunting stuff, too. It's exactly yep. what happens. Yep, exactly. That's what well, the, the, a lot of these people were pushing white fragility, which was guilty and until proven innocent.
4: Dude. It's the same dude, thing. We're, we're worse than that, he talks about like he uh, – so if people who don't understand, he just said that uh, – basically implied that – victims and or their advocates let's just say advocates right so advocates don't want due process or something right like who who doesn't want this due process is any victim or their advocates advocating to get rid of due process are they arguing to discipline or punish someone without evidence if so who like who are you talking about what's your source um yeah because from everything and everyone i know that I've seen involved that's an advocate or a victim, they are the ones that are hyper-focused on due process, independent investigations, everything they can be. And usually, and we're going to get into this even more, you know, going online, whether if it's through Twitter, social media or whatever, a a blog, anything, that's a last-ditch effort to get due process, right? Yeah. Um, And so it's like, again, Like, where, you know, where are the churches, organizations, and institutions being destroyed by unfounded gossip? What about pastors being fired without an investigation? Do you have data sources, examples? Do these rise to the same level as the abuse cover-ups or mishandling in churches? You know, those two statements that he makes, like, aren't the same thing. And it's interesting because in this he uses, you know, in the beginning... Of his article he's talking about unreasonable social media right and the people on it he, he taught he frames social media and going online in a negative light to discredit it when it's typically the last avenue victims and their advocates have for due process mm-hmm. but the and you'll see later on the true avenues the credible avenues are and for channels of communication right is through the church and organization. Thus the church and church and organization is the only credible source of information, not social media because they're unloving, unreasonable, etc. This is done by him to make advocates and their work on social media seem suspect and damaging to the church hmm. And again, the reality is is that advocates and victims, are extremely focused on due process and independent investigations. So, you know, um, it's just a terrible point, man. And then he talks about his third point is, you know, abuse has become an ever-expanding term. I can't look at this. Sorry. I
2: was looking at other articles because there was that one that came out around the same time that this one did yeah. uh, that I sent you where they were saying, like, stop uh, – what was it? Um stop uh do, do 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 oh did I delete it I might have um it was basically like uh oh here it is uh gotcha sermon clips are bad for the church
4: yeah oh, yeah.
2: where it was like um essentially like <laughs> hey like don't criticize like stop being critical <laughs> of these the things authority. yeah It's like, well, if someone is saying something that's wrong and no one's catching it, and someone hears it and they put it online and they're like, hey, this seems wrong, right? Which is essentially how that got started. Uh, It's like, so we're not supposed to criticize. We're not supposed to be like, hey, like, that's not okay. Well, you'll see. Okay. Keep going. Keep going.
4: The reason, so the reason many churches have cover up abuse or mishandled it is because they stand to lose something from an experienced, reputable, Independent fact-finding investigation, right? Yeah. The victim and their advocates doesn't don't stand to lose anything. That's why they're hyper-focused on due process, um, and independent investigations. So again, I thought it was just hilarious how he said innocent, or you know, we shouldn't go guilty until proven innocent. And I'm like, yeah, just like y'all do a cop response. Yeah. <laughs> all right. So, all right. So abuse has become an ever-expanding term. Stupid um again it's has like, it has it really i mean
2: like just going off that point not even right. reading what he wrote about it has abuse really changed that like if if you were to say like you no. know so and so was abused by so and so like i think generally everyone would know what you were talking about right there might be questions there but generally unless abuse been, it, has been it, pretty like it's maintained. You know what this meaning. reads like?
4: Huh? He's never experienced any abuse, so and he hasn't read up on it, and so, but because he hasn't experienced it, nor has he been educated about it, he has no frame of reference.
2: Yeah, and he's basically just saying that the word he thinks the word is being thrown around haphazardly, which doesn't yeah. doesn't mean that it's ever expanding. It just, uh, you could have said like his point could have been and i don't i wouldn't even say it's necessarily true he could say well, well the the word abuse is lose, losing its like strength or power i right. mean there's a a million ways you could have phrased it
4: and again no nothing to back up the statement right he's not proving his point he's just talking Four, when it comes to allegation of abuse it is sometimes communicated implicitly or explicitly that the only acceptable stance is immediate and unquestioned advocacy Again, let me try and make it clear what I'm not saying. I'm not saying advocacy is wrong. There are certainly many times where the most helpful, most courageous, most Christian thing to do is to be helpful and take a stand, and I'm on your side and I'll fight for you, blah, blah, blah. What I'm saying is that we should not expect that immediate and unquestioned advocacy is the only appropriate response. Indeed, it may sometimes be the wrong response. Dude, when serious allegations are made, dude, this is totally coming from a guilty conscience. You're going to see. You're going to see. Can't wait to get to the end. It's totally coming from a guilty conscience from him. May not be, may not be. Um, uh, I, I think, I think there's. Let me say, I don't want to say conclusively. I think there's good reason to think that. Um, so, no matter how much we want to listen to or sympathize with people in their pain, we must. There must be a place for fact finding. Again, what are you talking about, dude? What, for hearing from both sides, for objective analysis, whether from journalists, boards, pastors, investigators, whomever, dude. Shit! who is calling for that not to happen
2: okay yeah exactly what <laughs> yes well he's he's correct in in his statement of saying there must be a place for fact finding yeah dude you know it's like that that two to eight percent still exists yep but there there seems to be this misunderstanding of like and maybe that maybe part of his problem is that he didn't reread his draft Because that's how – some of it kind of sounds that way where it's like, you know, again, going back to like what I was saying way earlier uh, at at the beginning of it, uh, it it feels as if there would have been a better way for him to kind of get to the point and he's kind of hurting himself by weaving through a lot of things as if he was thinking through all this stuff in his head and writing it down and then it it comes off – and I don't know for sure, obviously. Right. But I would think if I was being slightly gracious towards him – because I have this problem when I write sometimes too – um, it comes off sounding completely the wrong, the wrong way, way from what you meant. Than what you what you think in your head. Yep. I I could be wrong, and you're you're right. It, it may, a lot of this doesn't doesn't make sense, um, but there there is a place to be like. I I don't know. You could almost take a stance of saying, believe this person. We also still have to look into it again. If Dude. you had the facts for that two to eight percent,
4: listen. Listen to this. Listen to this. He says in that uh, next paragraph on the point four, second one, he says, we're all capable of misinterpreting the facts, even the facts that form our story. None of us passively experience life. We actively interpret what happens to us, and sometimes we interpret our experiences incorrectly. Abusers can be blind to their abusive behavior, and those who consider themselves victims can misread what actually transpired.
3: Oh,
2: bad Dude. bad bad what no dude and idiot that was not a no where where was his this is another thing where dude. was his editor where was his bro, editor going to editor yeah do you realize what you just said right like come I on think your y'all. editor may ha- hate
4: you come on y'all like dude because if I would have read that I'd be like nah bro delete executive decision on this one um we must allow for the possibility that sheep chemists label as abuse what is in how often often does that
2: actually happen to people
4: again more often than what is in more often
2: than not correct me if i'm wrong here this is just what i the first thing that i i I thought might be the case more often than not the person being abused just doesn't realize at the time there's been so many there's so many instances at least from what i've heard from people um that they didn't realize what was happening in the moment and it wasn't until later in life when someone actually had that conversation with them that they went mm-hmm. hey do you do you realize that this could have been the case and like maybe we need to talk through this more that they then yep. go oh yeah that did yep. happen to me and so what he's dude come on <laughs> come
3: on man
4: you're uh, some, again he's smarter than that right and he pe- is people need to be held accountable for that right? Keep going. And so we must allow for the possibility that sheep can mislabel as abuse and abuses in quotation marks, what is in fact necessary pastoral correction and oversight. After all, for the moment, all discipline seems painful rather than pleasant, but later yields the peaceful fruit of righteousness to those who have been trained by it. I don't even know what he's trying to say. Okay. In last so part.
2: he, this is where he's having the, again, it comes back to this problem that he's not being clear when he's talking about abuse. So let's, let's make a statement here. It seems to me that he is the one who was watering down the term abuse by yes. not sticking to a specific type of abuse or saying verbal abuse versus physical abuse. Like, if you're talking about verbal abuse, say verbal abuse. If you're talking about physical abuse, say physical abuse. That would make things more clear in that stance. Because he says right there, he says, uh, what is in fact necessary pastoral correction and oversight uh, la, 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 could be misinterpreted, meaning he's talking about verbal abuse there. And yeah. le- unless unless, right, and this is the problem, unless he's talking about someone like backhanding someone.
4: Yeah. And again, <laughs> I think not. the problem is is he doesn't define what abuse is in his article. Um Yeah, he says it's a
2: this is a problem. Oh, by the way, I didn't do it myself.
4: <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So I'm just gonna skip just for the sake of time, I'm gonna skip his fifth point. I'm um and I'm just gonna go into the conclusion. conclusion. Um
2: well hang on, his his fifth point was
4: uh, the
2: abuse discussion can forget that all of us are both sufferers and sinners. So just for the true. Just for the sake for those of people being know, able to
4: hear. Literally every single, uh, uh, it's anecdotal, but every advocate, victim. I the discussion across, can forget that we're both sufferers and sinners. Or yeah. if it's been online, books, blogs, or whatever, most of them actually like, acknowledge that. Um. So, you know, again, people who have been abused, who are victims, are going to have damage from that. So, you know, I think people expect when we get into this concept, I'll just say this real fast, of the, for forgiveness. A lot of people don't realize that most, um, like what happened in, in my personal life, the person had already uh, for, forgave the person. And the church and and all that, like, wait, before ever coming public, right? That is a unique situation. That is an anomaly. That is not like typically. It's a process. And if you taught the sexual abuse experts or reform sexual abuse experts, others, right? What pastors, um, lawyers, uh, so on and so forth. Um, but Justin Holcomb, great resource forgiveness is something to talk about with the victim but it is not something that you talk about in the beginning that's way on down the line
3: mm-hmm.
4: you know what i mean yeah absolutely so so anyway uh dumb comment number five we're done with uh <laughs> conclusion <laughs> um we have heard a lot in the last couple of years about the danger of authority here mm. we go and understandably so we have seen some utterly terrible abuses of power in the Christian world. Power dynamics are real. Narcissism is insidious. Siding with the gifted abuser and ignoring the oppressed victims. victim happens. Authority is sadly, tragically too often used for diabolical ends. But the response to a fire in the kitchen must not be to burn the whole house down. Uh, Unless it's a okay. bad house. Uh, wait, wait, wait. Let's okay, go. Okay, okay, yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I had a it. thought, yeah. Hold, hold your thought right down will. if you need to so you don't forget. No,
2: no, no. I got it. I got a name. That's, all, okay. that's it.
4: All authority in heaven on earth has been given to Jesus. So, <laughs> so we must not be suspicious of all authority. <laughs> What? Through, every time I read that. I what? can't get through it without laughing. The abuse of authority is a profound distortion of God's own character, for He is the one who sovereignly rules over all things. In my experience over 20 years of ministry, I believe most pastors deserve the benefit of the doubt. Most are doing their imperfect best to lead and why do you get right, anyway, to lead and serve and teach in increasingly difficult days. To help people see God for who He is, we must correct abuse where it exists, without overstating the problem, without calling all authority into question, and without damaging the reputations of those who don't deserve to be pillared. All right, what's your thought?
2: Okay, so first of all, my assumption would be that that first that first paragraph is talking about Ravi Zacharias. That would be my that's my that was my gut reaction to that.
4: Yeah, and then right, he, and it, others okay. he has others in mind. Sure,
2: that one in particular though. Let's say that's yeah. that, that is like. The, the person, right? Yeah. And then he says, but the response to a fire in the kitchen must not be to burn the whole house down. I disagree in that case. It's yep. like, Robbie Zacharias, he had his own ministry, it was named after him. You shut that whole thing down and it doesn't exist anymore.
4: Yep. Completely Cause, agree. Cause and it, so he not only has Robbie Zacharias in mind in that, he also has Sovereign Grace Ministries aligned mm-hmm. in mind with that because he, he is best friend's with CJ Mahaney. Uh, uh, and we'll get into that in, in a minute. Very interesting but, though.
2: Also, that statement is that state all authority <laughs> has been given to Jesus, so don't question all authority.
4: <laughs> what <laughs> that's where you need to play Tyrion throwing up and yeah. the park <gasps> sounds and everything. Huh? Yo, let me let me set you up. I'm gonna read it. it all authority friend, in heaven it. on earth has but been given to Jesus. <laughs> Oh, man. Oh, come on. So, so, yeah, so his third point being authority is under attack. So in his conclusion paragraph, it gives us insight to the position he is coming from. Authority is under attack, and this goes directly to pastoral authority, is the underlining that's under attack, right? Mm-hmm. Yep. Um, and abuse serves as a tool to undermine pastoral authority. I think he's wrong to say we must not be suspicious of all authority, when it is not being suspicious enough that contributed to this problem. Exactly. We shouldn't be naive and we shouldn't be dishonestly skeptical, right? We should use wisdom and discretion with those in authority and people, so you don't know. I, I mean, I, I was taught this when I when I first became a Christian. I've heard John Piper say it. Dude, don't just take what your pastor, what anybody in the pulpit says just a hundred percent you take it and examine it through the lens of God and if they're a good pastor if they have a walk with the Lord they will say the same thing no you should filter it through the the word of God because your pastor isn't always right doesn't make them an evil sinful man um just like I'm not always right exactly you know? yeah well I'm that's never wrong all, I'm not always right
2: it always makes people so uncomfortable when you're like hey I actually didn't really agree with the way that he said this or that he he spent so much time specifically going after like I'm being vague on purpose but when you when a pastor for instance like goes after uh men in a situation for like an extended period of time and then spends like two minutes uh telling the women something right like if you're having that kind of uh Mm -hmm. like uh that kind of what am i trying to that kind of sermon excuse me right um and and then it just goes like okay so you just like went after all of these problems that men have for like the past 10 minutes and then you spent two minutes talking about the women it's like you don't you don't see how that's a little weird and it, and then people <laughs> be like well da, 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 you know and they're making and i'm like okay let's not talk stop making like arguments for that it's like let's address the point that i that i brought up brought right? Up. Yep. and this is the same thing because <clears throat> but at the same time with like the ravi thing right before it all came out it's probably a year year and a half before all that happened and i'm not a, i'm not really advocating or a fan of the bad christian podcast Mm -hmm. um i've major disagreements with them and and sometimes it seems that anyway i have major disagreements with them but they had a guy on who used to be involved in those circles Mm -hmm. who straight up said on the podcast he's like this is what ravi's doing and that was the first time i ever heard about it and it was one of those things where I was like, "Okay, it's like this is one guy, and this is the problem when you when you do fall into this category of being like a little too bitter towards the church, mm-hmm. you become less of a uh, potential uh, resource." Yep. For instance, like if bodca- if the bad Christian podcast had been more um, intentional about not just sort of talking uh, always t- like sort of being down on church. Mm-hmm. that guy might have had more influence among people and might have even had more influence among me when he when he said that but I was like yeah okay I was like I don't not believe you I was like but because of your attitude towards all of this and the way that you're kind of coming across all of this it sounds more like you're bitter about this and you might be taking a rumor as truth without anything to really back that up right it turns out he was right and yep. that's why at times you have to kind of take everything and try to like Suss through that and ravi was very good at, at um, hiding all of all of that abuse yes.
4: um, oh he was really good but it, yeah, it, you got people got to remember you always get that devil. you do know your enemy know yeah. what their strengths are and what their weaknesses are right
2: yeah we're not we're not called to be dumb sheep
4: yeah in
2: that sense like it, it's not as if we aren't supposed to be aware of what a wolf looks like
4: yeah, exactly you know what i mean and what they're good at and what they're not mm-hmm. right Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. so the other thing I found funny too is that he wants pastors to be given the benefit of the doubt, but what about the victims being given the benefit of the doubt?
3: Yeah, what
2: about your your people, like your flock?
4: Yeah. When- <laughs> well, it just and then the other thing, I thought it was unkind for him to compare advocates as the one ones about to burn down the house when it was actually the men in leadership positions within the church, whether it's been done wickedly or mistakenly, who failed to handle the fire, brought that their attention. And again, he doesn't provide an example of people seeking to burn it down. That's the thing. In, it, instead, he implies Twitter Twitter re- rhetoric causes that. Uh, <laughs> it, it's it's almost
2: like that. You know that meme where the dog's sitting in the house and it's burning down around him, and he goes, "This is fine." That's more yes. of an example of church leadership. I I would probably say than what he's trying to argue for.
4: Oh, that's gonna. That's a great meme. Because yeah, it's create like, that. Create that meme for me. You should do like. Uh, uh, church, you have the dog, and it says church leadership, and then when a, a, abuse cases are brought forward,
2: <laughs> uh, just put abuse cases as all as the fire. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> this is fine.
4: <laughs> uh, okay, so my last point is kind of twofold, and it has nothing to do with. I did, I did some some digging. Okay, are we did done with right? the article? Done with the article. Okay. Done with the article. So Kevin Day Young defended C.J. Mahaney, who is the lead pastor of Sovereign Grace Ministry even after ray ortland and his church and albert moeller and others um sever ties with cj mahaney uh, sovereign grace ministry had their own sexual abuse cover-up controversy that spanned 30 years and the only thing that prevented the 11 victims from due process in court was a statute limit was the statute of limitation laws in maryland that were changed after this case by their legislative body right kevin remained silent um, so, so again, he defended C.J. Mahaney, and then after all this, never issued a retraction, anything like that. Kevin remained silent when many experts brought to light the issues with Sovereign Grace Ministry and their response. Ray Ortland severed ties with C.J. Mahaney when he refused to do an independent investigation. Hmm. Again, people who refuse to do independent investigations – people who refuse to hire reputable third-party investigators stand to lose something. Yeah. If my, listen, this is going to be a totally different analogy. If my wife wants to look at my phone, I don't say no. I say, here you go. <laughs> <laughs> you do everything. Do whatever you want to it. Don't matter to me. Mm-hmm. Well, you know what I'm, mean? yeah. I don't have anything to hide, right? Mm-hmm. And so you know, so again, and he, he 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 was silent again, he remained silent. many experts brought to light, including people within the church, the issue with issues with sovereign grace grace's response to the um, abuse brought forward to them that for thirty years, and CJ. Mahaney um, refusing to do an independent investigation. also, Here's the other thing. And the, the sexual abuse at his church occurred before he was a pastor. So let's clarify that. Right. Before he was a pastor there. Um, I believe – I can't remember. I wanted to say it's, – it's in the uh, our show notes. Um, but uh, there's a current investigation at his church for abuse cover-up. I'm kind of thinking the reason he – I could be wrong – These two things are floating behind this article and yeah. why he released it. Yeah. So. Yeah, I can that see that. Is <laughs> bro. My first thing I reading to read now. I'm like, bro, who are... Who are... Who? <laughs> who? Just what? Yeah, he has no examples. Bro, I was born at night, but I wasn't born last night. Who? <laughs> <laughs>
2: yeah. Uh, I mean, come on. At the very L- listen, we don't do everything right, but at least we put the connection. Like we we put stuff in our show notes to be like, hey, this is where we got the source from. Yeah, this is what, what we're
4: what we're going for. That is ridiculous. Oh, and please get another. Please get a better editor. No, no, a gospel collection editor. But come on you now. totally let down <laughs> Kevin DeYoung on this one. But, but yeah, I think no those way- two. I think those two things are are flowing in the back of that article, mm. the sovereign grace thing. And, again, and I also – here's the other thing I wanted to bring up. I haven't – and if anyone has anything, please send it to me because I would would truly would love to read it. I haven't seen him – seen anything of him advocating for dip victims. Interesting. Yeah. And so, again, that's what I meant by earlier saying sometimes what you don't say speaks louder than what you do say. Mm -hmm. You have defended C.J. Mahaney and stuff like that, right? Yeah. But then you're not doing this, right? Yeah. And so – It's like, where are your articles talking about for greater accountability for, you know, the third party investigation, you know, and all that stuff. We
2: we say that a lot with uh, different things that that have been going on. I mean, you look at uh, everything that happened with Rona and just Mm -hmm. like the lack of any sort of outcry from. uh, I'll just say American churches. I know there were a couple and it's not everybody. I'm generalizing, um, obviously, but. There was just this lack of outcry, right? Pastors in Canada are getting uh, arrested. People's churches in Canada are getting shut down when they've made the decision to continue to meet. And all the American churches go, "Uh, yes, sir, we're going to close our doors for as long as possible. And now
4: you had John MacArthur's church. Yeah, yeah, yeah. he was brutalized and big Eva.
2: Yeah, he's one who comes to mind for sure um but yes yeah, so many of but yeah the vast
4: majority of them shuttered and, their doors
2: maybe it's better to say like a lot of these big mega churches that get the most attention who who have the biggest voice to be able to say we aren't doing this who had yeah. the opportunity to stand up and be like we believe in something bigger than this yep or, we are going you know and there's ways there are ways to go about it we've talked about it in episodes in the past mm-hmm. And obviously, it's not the exact same thing as the the abuse thing, but there is a certain amount of negligence that seems to be happening among church leadership within a lot of these big organizations. Again, because they are getting the most attention, Um, but you and I both know very well that even among smaller churches, this kind of stuff happens, right? Yep, it's it's like it does.
4: It's it's crazy. The you know, it's funny because it's like I remember hearing this, and I thought it was perfect. The Good Samaritan story, uh-huh. except the person beaten up isn't the victim in the street. The person beaten up's the church, and the victim's the Good Samaritan in the story. And they come and they're trying to help the victim. Yeah. But the, or I'm sorry. They're trying to help the church, right? Hmm. But the church is refusing. Yeah. That's exactly. Yeah. Spot on. And so, um, man, it, it's funny. You can say, uh, you know, let's have. Like pray for all parties involved and for restoration and peace and then when you don't actively do it yeah you know it it exposes um your theology your beliefs how you view jesus um and how you view others and loving them right Mm -hmm. like you know i don't just when someone says hey get you know can i have some food right i don't i don't say to them i'm gonna pray for you Mm -hmm. i go and get them food and i pray for them right yeah if someone is asking for restoration or peace with me. I don't just say, I'm going to pray for it. I try and actively pursue that with them. Yeah. What, right? can, what can we do
2: to work this out? Yeah. yeah. Right. Go that, do, well, go stop down watching that the Avenue. last Jedi, you know, <laughs> <Like>. <laughs> just, yeah. It's like, just have a real conversation with me. Yes. Um, yeah. Yeah. Uh, did you have anything else you wanted to add?
4: Nah, that Seems was like it. Place to stop. Yeah.
2: Um, all right. Just yeah.
4: Huh? Just I may
2: sleeper.
4: have been born at night. But I wasn't born last night. Nope.
2: It's like, come on, man. It's just becoming more. And this
4: is the thing. It's becoming so much more obvious. Doesn't it seem like an easy thing? Like, and, and again, I'm not saying that it's that it's not difficult to respond to. Doesn't it seem like the answer, the answers with this are, are easy? Yes. Right. There, okay.
3: There was right. a way let's to hire
4: about. an independent person to help us to, you know, in this mm-hmm. process while we make decisions. And then let's, let's hire a third party independent investigator after the criminal investigation is done. Um, a third party, I'm sorry, an independent third party, uh, investigative entity, um, that knows how to conduct these investigations and, and let's, you know, turn over every stone, right? Yeah. Like, yeah. We're let's the church. Do it like, as, we need to let's root do it right. This. Yeah. Like, cause, uh, what does Jesus say? Um, a little, uh, oh, crap. It's about bread. Leaving spoil eleven spoils, whatever it's called spoils yeah. a whole bunch. Yeah. Um you know, so just <laughs> um and I'm, uh just a little advice for
2: the gospel coalition. Yeah, just a little advice for the gospel coalition. Not that they'll ever hear this for, for you and Kevin DeYoung. Um do what I do and occasionally when you write a giant thing and it doesn't seem right, delete it. <laughs>
4: <laughs> yeah. Or just hire me or david so he's like come on bro
2: i could have done a better job i could have done a better job looking over that and 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 being like hey man i i wouldn't say that i was like i i think you should delete it yep um there's no there's no nuance and then he's got like no nuance in his (laughs) (laughs) listen we're all listen we're all capable of that i've definitely done it i'm sure we've done it on the show the difference is is that when joseph or i do it uh it it doesn't affect an entire congregation or group of people generally <laughs> yeah, it's, like it's it's much smaller and if someone points it out to us we'll look at it yep and if we feel that we have actually messed up miss, messed up somewhere we misspoke somewhere we'll be like yeah okay we misspoke that was not what i meant
4: and we'll issue a correction on our podcast yeah i've done yep. it on i think I've we've done actually YouTube. done that we probably have yeah I think we've um, actually done that.
2: So, and I've done it on, I've done it on YouTube, like type something in wrong, even though I meant something else. Mm-hmm. And then someone said something about it. I went, oh, you're actually right. And I went back and I fixed it. Yep. Because it was a small correction. It wasn't meant to intentionally harm anybody, which generally when we're talking about this stuff, that's the case. Like we're not, it's not like a gotcha thing. We're legitimately out here. We're like, hey, this seems wrong. So we're going to talk about it. That's part of the reason we started the podcast.
4: Yeah, right. All right. Oh. My, my last point with yes. that article, too, I forgot to say. A lot of projection in that. That's oh, yeah. it. Yeah, just a lot yeah, of projection yeah. in that. Yeah, absolutely.
2: Um, thank you guys for listening to this episode. I know they've been longer recently. We promise we're, we're going to try to get back to a more, like, reasonable schedule. It's it's just, this is how it goes sometimes. There's a lot yep. to talk about. Uh, thank you all so much for listening. Don't forget, you can check our show notes for our Direct Me page. Um, we are accepting crypto donations now, as, as well as uh, regular cash donations. Um you know find all of our uh if if you want to have a conversation with us on social media you can tweet at us um instagram TikTok. i think is in there too youtube the the whole deal um and uh, we'll be back on thursday we got a lot of stuff to talk about our highly anticipated conversation about arcane uh as well as uh, a number of other things so um we will uh talk to you later yes take a
3: good one
0: (laughs) Politics ruins everything.
1: Learning all that you led to believe was all horse crap. They distort so question as if you war shack. Horsemen, force men, and they've long been having the course mapped. It ain't that you can't see, cause you can find it homes, it's that you don't want to. You cope by putting the blinders on. I've been trying to find some kind of way, but I've kind of known that y'all would rather whine and last to nonsense cause your mind is gone save every person in politic and it's bringing the worst out the very earth and every perk of living on this turf is being chipped at and nerfed but i can't sit back and lurk i've got the hit back i'm certain it's my purpose and it's a beautiful thing too uh hold up yeah hey hey looking at the technological advances I used to be on dial-up looking for answers, now what, underappreciating was handy. and 20 years later we got computers that hand fit, used to be playing Sega Genesis with bros, now I'm gaming with some folks on the other side of the globe, used to go through a label if you're trying to blow, now people got more options on the table, got a post, social media, got us connected as ever on every medium, should be more righteous and clever but what we see in this, communication is error and still the devious, evil's immediate, tedious that you gotta be remediate, cause idiots get heebie-jeebies in the event that they don't agree with you, try to ruin your whole life cause you say what they dislike, God forbid y'all disagree without a fight the type of stuff that will clear up if you lighten up jack, your trifle subject, your life would right if you give up that, you're mad at nothing, not adding up when you're sad enough at a sad segment that gets aggravated and now you pay it forward, let people make your blood boil, emotions firing like microwave foil, or the oil they annoy you, you added another's neck for the wrong reasons election years now seeming like full-blown seasons man you let politics ruin or rather control your whole life man you're gonna be a miserable person straight up And unfortunately that's where we're at a lot of people are consumed by this and it's driving them crazy and they hate their neighbors sad